Hello, and welcome to Sim Radio here on the Sisters in Music Network. It's Monday Music Madness, and you're tuned into Mixing It with Nikki Chris. This is Nikki, and in case you don't know anything about me, I'm a singer-songwriter from Raleigh, North Carolina. My show celebrates women in the music and entertainment industry, providing an avenue for them to showcase their talent. Our motto, Sisters in Music, Together We Are Stronger. My guest today is a country music singer-songwriter from Texas. She has been surrounded by music her whole life, and at the age of 15, she started entering local talent shows. At 18, she got her first guitar and began writing her own songs. From there, she started working on her first album with producer Orlando Williams. Her last single, Hitman, was released this past February. She's a former four-time Josie Music Award nominee and current two-time nominee. Please join me in welcoming the awesome Cheyenne Reynolds. Cheyenne, welcome to Mixin' It. So much for joining me today. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. You are quite welcome. And first and foremost, congratulations on your Josie Music Award nomination. Thank you. I'm so excited and just honored to be part of it. Excellent. Will you be going to the show in uh, Nashville? I don't think I'm going to make it to the actual event this year, unfortunately. I did go the first time when I was nominated for the four, and since then, life kind of happened, and I've got a one-year-old I've got to keep up with, so I don't think I'm going to make it this time, but I hope everybody has a blast for me and sends me lots of pictures. Excellent. Well, we will be cheering you on. Sisters in Music will be there, so we will certainly cheer your name when it is shown on the big screen, so we're looking forward to to that, and we'll keep our fingers crossed, and hopefully you'll uh, come back with a win. So excited. Yes, thank you. You're welcome. So tell our listeners a little bit about your music. How would you describe it? I don't really fit, like, in a box, so like a specific genre, per se. So when people ask me what genre or what style my music is, I usually go with kind of indie or whatever song is specific to show them. But my normal answer would be that I'm a storyteller. So the songs that I write and that you hear on Spotify and all of that, they're different than what I play live, but I'm telling a story in each one. So if you really pay attention to the lyrics, it puts together exactly what I'm trying to get across. Excellent. And I guess that would be, and dare I say, something that actually sets your music apart and probably is unique, at least in my opinion, from some of the the music that is out there today. Storytelling is almost, I don't want to say it's a lost art. I know in certain genres it is very prevalent, right, in in folk and in country. But in other genres, the epitome of actually telling a story through song is is almost lost in some instances. Would you say that is something that 
makes your music unique, or would you say Absolutely. something else makes your Excellent. That, I figured as much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's kind of, I guess that's kind of the goal. Like, when I write the song, I know what I'm talking about specifically, but I try to make it to where it tells a few different stories in one song. You know what I mean? Like, so if you hear it, you may get a different story out of it that pertains more to what you've been through. However, what I actually wrote about may be completely different. But I enjoy that part of it because then when I take it into the studio and I show Mr. Orlando, it's like, hey, I want this to not sound so country and be, you know, this style, and then this is the story that I'm trying to get across, but I still want it to be kind of in their ballpark to be able to form their own story to it as well. So he'll take it, and that's where it becomes very cinematic, kind of made for for movies. That's why I want it to be in the background of movies so much. Yes, and we're going to talk about that a little bit later because that is something that I definitely took from listening to the songs that you shared with me and also going out and listening to some of the other music that you have released as well, that your music is extremely cinematic and is very thinkable, if you will. Yes. Yes, it is. You've done a great job with that storytelling methodology and then flipping it into more of a cinematic piece. Uh, your your producer is actually very, very talented to be able to do that. Thank so you. You greatly appreciate that. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So you started out entering local contests at 15 and then... Mm-hmm. 18, you got your first guitar, you started writing your own songs. What made you fall in love with music at such a young age? Oh, well, um, I mean, as I kind of told you in the intro that you had talked about, I've been around it my whole life. So my mom actually sang, and her mom sang, and her mom sang. So actually, my grandmother's mom, who... I refer to as Nanny, just recently turned 100. Wow. Yeah. And so she's still around, still kicking, and she has done music most of her life also. I think they were offered some deal when they were like 16, but their parents at the time said no. And it was like, I mean, way, way back in the day. So... It was pretty crazy to see, like, the recordings from back then and how they would go to the fairs and the local events and sing and got the attention that they did. And then my mom also had done it pretty serious for a little while and got a couple of offers out of it. But that's just not the path they wanted to take with their life, and that's okay. So I just kind of watched them over the years and figured out that I had a talent for it, and I enjoyed doing it. And so they say if you do what you love, you don't work a day in your life, right? Exactly. Exactly. It's a tough business. It's a very, very tough business, as I'm sure you'll definitely agree with me on that. It's, you know, ups and downs. and But it's nice that you came from a musical family because you probably have a lot more support than some people where music isn't that prevalent. Right, yes. it's. I'm 
very grateful that I had music on both sides of my family, my dad's side as well, but it's been really cool to grow up and see the different styles that each person did when they were, like, younger versus what I wanted to do now, and then to just see where it took them. And I do it not so much for the business because, yes, it is a very hard business. I do it just because I love it, and my philosophy on it is if I can change one person's life with one of the songs that I release or one line in a song and it like made their day better or something, I've done what I was put here to do. So I love that. And you know, it's actually something that I've been hearing more and more from a lot of my guests lately and a lot of the younger guests that they want their music to mean something. They want to make sure that anything that is released emotes like a feeling in the listener. And I actually love that because I've felt that over the past couple of years, we've lost some of that with a lot of the electronic composition, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough, you know, because music does need to evolve. But at the same point in time, I love hearing songwriters and performers talking about how they really want to have an impact with the songs that they release. So I love that. Yes, yeah. Your from goal a, is make a difference. Yes, make a difference. Absolutely. You're from a small town, Quitman, Texas. I've never even heard of it as I'm sure many of our listeners haven't heard of it. But how does that inspire and or influence your songwriting? I mean, they say, like, in a small town, things travel really fast. So in that sense, I get a lot of inspiration from, like, rumors and stuff you hear around a small town. And then it just makes for a really good environment to, I guess, have the creativity and, like, be able to express yourself in that way because you're not surrounded by, like, the hustle and bustle of a city and, like, super busy all the time. It's just really laid back and mellow. I'm actually from about 30 minutes from where Miranda Lambert is from and Casey Musgraves, if that helps. Oh, wow. So you're so, in good yeah. company. <laughs> yes. And I'm sure you mentioned earlier that you have a young toddler Mom must have a ton of influences, and having a young child also, trust me, because I have, well, mine are grown now, but I have two children myself, so I do know that you can get a lot of influences from your children. How do you take those experiences and leverage them as a writer and even as a performer? Well, that's a really great question, actually, because... Seeing as he is almost one and a half now, and so all the songs that I've released recently before him are completely different than what I write now, and I can't really explain how it changed, but I can definitely tell that it changed. (laughs) I think the music that I'm going to be releasing going forward will probably sit in a lot more of like the country type vibe, more mellow and just relaxed and telling a story about like 
watching him grow up and, like, you know, enjoying those little moments of him learning the world, which is the coolest thing to watch through your kid's eyes. That's just the most amazing thing. Yes, it is. Because I I found this when my kids were younger that sometimes I would – be very, very specific and cautious about my lyrical content because I wanted my kids to be able to actually listen to my songs rather than saying, oh, this is inappropriate for you. Do you find that you're doing that as well? Yes, but I think I've always kind of done that in a way. I've just To me, I don't want it to be something to where someone would have to turn it off because their child is around. And I've always thought of that, even when I was younger. I'm like, I I want this to be something that anybody can listen to at any given moment and not be inappropriate or whatever, because it's not necessary to me, and it doesn't help me get my story across any better. You You know what I mean? Like, it just doesn't... I do. It's never really sit well with me as far as writing in that way. Yeah, I definitely hear what you're saying. Definitely. Awesome. To me, I want to leave, like, a legacy for him, and I want him to be able to share that with his kids and whatever down the road. So I don't want to leave something that's, that's not making me comfortable. Wise words to live by. Excellent. Well, I'm sure that as he gets older and learns to appreciate mom as the storyteller, he will definitely be inspired and and will definitely be excited to share that with everyone. I know exactly, (laughs) yes, I know exactly the moment where you're at. It's going to be a fun, fun, joyous ride. So I'm excited for you as a mom as you're son continues to grow up. So this is an awesome place to share one of the songs that you brought with you. Uh, Tell us a little bit about Karma. So Karma is kind of a mixture of stories, I guess. It's partially about toxic relationships and, like, being not treated real well, and then it's also kind of about toxic women, I guess you could say, like people being argumentative and bossy toward one another and that kind of thing. We're going to play this for everyone. This is Karma by Cheyenne Reynolds. Sights 
Lady Gaga fan initially until A Star is Born came out. Right. Then I started, like, I know, I mean, then I, like, started really digging into, like, her songwriting and, and a lot of the, the music that, you know, she did for the movie, but then really just paying attention to her as a uh, performer, and now I'm very much a big, big fan. That was, like, the pivotal change for me. I wasn't real big on some of the, like, early stuff, but her more recent stuff, if you will, different stuff is better, I think. But yes, that's just I like me. a lot of her writing and her the fact that she's different, and I love the way that she performs. Yes, different is good. Different is definitely good. Uh, that's especially in this business. It's okay. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Anyone that you would like to collaborate with in the future. Obviously, you've mentioned some big stars for musical influences. Now, who's like your ultimate all-time top one collaborator wish? Oh, gosh, that's so hard. Probably (laughs) either Elton John or Garth Brooks. Wow, I wasn't expecting the Elton John. (laughs) Nice. He's, he's, he's an awesome. incredible writer, him. and he's so different. Yes. Definitely, yes. And he is definitely a legend, the man. Uh, he's yes. he's fantastic. I had the privilege of seeing him in concert once and blown away, absolutely blown away. Wow, yeah, I bet All that right. was an experience. Yes, it was, it was. Let's dig a little bit deeper into your creative process. You had mentioned that your creative process is a little bit unique in that you may write a song like strictly on guitar, and then when you go into the studio, it morphs into this big cinematic type of song. That's a little bit unique because... Generally, a lot of times, songwriters will, will, you know, they they keep things very much in their lane rather than switching it up the way that you are. Yeah, when I write it on the guitar, it kind of has more of the, well, I'm from Texas, so I'm sure you can hear the accent. (laughs) Um, So it has more of the country vibe to it, and I don't mind that at all. I love it. However, when I take it to Orlando, it's usually because I have someone in mind. For instance, I'll go in with, um, I'm trying to think of which one would be a good representation. It's Okay Not to Be Okay is one of my songs. And I didn't send that one in, but it's you can find it on Spotify. It's slower, and when I wrote it on guitar, it sounded kind of country. Took it to him. We changed it and made it more bluesy, and my influences for that were like Amy Winehouse and people of that nature, you know, in that kind of genre. And I was like, I want this to have these people influencing with a, like, bluesy kind of movie that's, like, playing out this story of someone's life and dealing with, like, anxiety and depression 
So that's like a really important topic for me too. So when I come up with these stories to tell about a specific thing, I think about how it would be portrayed in a movie. Like that's just how my brain works. I'm like, okay, if this were to be put on a big screen, it would be just like this and they would need this kind of song and this is what it needs to sound like. So that's how my (laughs) process works. But, see, that is very, very unique because a lot of artists and songwriters, unless they're specific, because you're releasing these songs for you as an artist, but at the same point in time, you're also creating them to potentially fit for sync placement, right? Yes, Usually, yes, and that's very different because usually – you know, you, you have sync writers, so you have you have artists that specifically only, only write for sync, right? And it's literally like they're cranking out, you know, 100 songs a month. That's an exaggeration. Let's just say 20 songs a month, and it's in, you know, this specific pocket, specifically just for sync. Absolutely no create. I'm not going to say no creativity whatsoever, but I did say no creativity whatsoever, but very, very cookie cutter, extremely cookie Mm -hmm. cutter. The process is repetitive over and over again. Normally you have like an artist that is a little bit more creative. They, their lyrics are meaningful and they don't necessarily follow any rules and just release it from an artistic perspective. You're actually blending the two. Which is like if those two had a baby. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And I wanted you to talk about that because it is very, very unique because people okay. generally don't do that. So I think it's basically me giving you props for thinking bigger picture of, yes, I'm an artist and this is what my artistic expression is, but I'm also, you know, taking it a step further and thinking, you know, gosh, if I was watching the latest Lady Gaga movie. <laughs> you know, this would be what I would want to hear playing in the background. And and I just, I think it's brilliant. I absolutely think it's brilliant. Well, great. I'm glad you caught that and enjoy that part of it because not a lot of people do notice that. So I do appreciate that. Absolutely. So my next question is one question that I do ask all of my songwriters. Do you have any songwriting tips or tricks that you would like to share? Always write from the heart. Like whatever you're feeling, going through, dealing with at that moment, just use that. Because honestly, a lot of music today, I think we've kind of talked about that a little bit before too, has kind of lost a lot of that. So just make sure it's it's from the heart. Make sure it means something. Leave a legacy. Remember what you're imprinting on the world. Like, just know what you're leaving. Oh, I love that. Remember what you're imprinting on the world. Know what you're leaving. That's, that, I love that. That is absolutely true. Good advice. Excellent advice. <laughs> So this is a great place for us to take a short break here from a word from one of our partners in podcasting. 
Front Range Radio. We'll be right back on Mixing It with Nikki Chris here on The Sim Radio. Front Range Radio, playing a variety of indie music, a 24-7 music festival for your ears. You can find Front Range Radio at frontrangeradio.net. And we're back on Mixing It with Nikki Chris on The Sim Radio Network. And my guest today, Cheyenne Reynolds. Do you have any advice that you would like to share with someone who is thinking of a career in music? Oh, work hard, never give up, and no matter how many times you hear the word no, you're just one step closer to that yes. Words to live by. I say that all the time. I'm always like, it's okay, because if they say no, somebody's going to eventually say yes or or close it and open. Yep. No. Excellent advice. What's on tap for you in the next six to 12 months? Any performances coming up? You mentioned, you know, you're, you might be working on new music or any new music that comes out would, would probably lend itself into the country genre. What's going on with you in the next six to 12 months? Um, I'm hoping to put out some new music probably within the next year. I'm just kind of enjoying life at the moment and writing on the back burner right now, but I'm I'm still writing. I'm just kind of picking and choosing what I'm actually going to put out right now. So I, I'm working on that part of it and kind of got some show opportunities possibly coming up toward the end of the year, but I will be sharing those things on Facebook and all that when I get there, and then other than that, I'm hoping to work on music videos and some photo shoots to have to do with some of my other songs that I've released, like Hitman in February. I'm hoping to work on some stuff for that, so just keep an eye on my Facebook and Instagram, and I'll keep everybody updated as that goes through. Excellent. Yeah, I'd love to see a video for Hitman. Yeah. That one could could be fun. Definitely could be fun. Absolutely. All right. Great spot for us to share the second song that you brought with you. Tell us a little bit about Echoes. Echoes. So that one is also kind of about a toxic relationship. It's not kind of about. It's totally about (laughs) toxic relationship. (laughs) One of the things that... I'm really passionate about is uh, the anxiety and depression issues in the world, but also bringing awareness to abuse as far as mental, emotional, that kind of area. Narcissistic abuse is something that's talked about a lot now, which I'm glad that it's finally getting out there. I have personal experience and close friends and family who've had experience as well in it, so that's where Echoes kind of came from. It's talking about when you get out of a relationship like that, the lasting effects that it has. So when you listen to the song, you'll hear in there the line, like, I can hear the echoes. I mean, that's the that's the voice of the person in your head continuously making it miserable for you, honestly. It takes a while to kind of get out of that bad space. I'm actually very, very glad that you 
brought this song to share with you because it definitely is a very, very important message. And, and hearing you talk about what the song is about is something that, you know, everybody needs to uh, be aware and be diligent that these things, you know, do happen and that people experience situations like this on a daily basis. So I think it's a very, not emotional song, but it is a very um, powerful song when you listen to it. So we are going to play this for everyone. This is Echoes by Cheyenne Reynolds. You don't own me But you act like you do Never been a fan of hide and seek No But I still play it with you Because your memory Still haunts every inch of my soul you're in the echoes I hear down the hallway Yeah, your voice still echoes Through every part of me And I can feel you echo You're running through my veins Yeah, you echo, echo You're in my brain
again, another wonderful song. Like I mentioned, it is uh, very important to have this topic be out in the open. This one reminds me of one of my most favorite singer-songwriters. It's somebody who I wish I could write similar to, and you've just captured this so brilliantly in this particular song, is Skylar Gray. Oh, my God, yes. Yeah. Oh, I I love, love her. Yes, I do, too. And the minute I started listening to this song, I was like, oh, this has Skylar Gray written all over it. So I am jealous because she's one of my favorite songwriters and a brilliant songstress. And you just like took that epitome of Skylar Gray and pumped it into this song. So oh, I love wonderful. that. Thank you so wonderful. much. You're welcome so much. No, I mean, I'm serious. And, and I'm a very hard critic. I don't know if you've listened to any of my shows, but I am a very, very tough critic, especially with songwriters. So when when somebody reminds me of, you know, like a Skylar Gray, I'm just, I'm, you, you blow me away with your songwriting. So you should be extremely <laughs> proud of your accomplishments because I don't give compliments very easily and I was thoroughly, thoroughly impressed. Oh, that's a huge honor. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm I'm glad you feel that way, but no, it's really great. It's a really great song. All right. Anything else that you would like to share with our listeners? Let's get a little bit more upbeat here. Uh, anything that you want to tell them about? Let's talk about where they can find you on social media. I know you recently started posting videos to TikTok, all of that fun stuff. You're so much better than me because I'm not a TikTok person, but where can they find you? Where can they listen to your music? Do you have a website where they can check your stuff out? So I have all of the main social media outlets, Facebook. The ones that I use the most are probably going to be Instagram and TikTok just because I kind of those are just my focuses right now. But I am on Facebook as well, and I have a YouTube where I'll occasionally upload videos when I do music videos and stuff like that. Other than that, you can find my music on, like, Spotify and all the major platforms along with that. Excellent. Everyone, please check out Cheyenne Reynolds. She is a formidable songwriter and performer from what she has shared with us. Cheyenne, I would like to thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. I know that you're probably extremely busy, obviously, with the little one at home. I'm sure you don't get a lot of free time, which is definitely understandable, but it has been an absolute pleasure speaking with you today. Thank you to everyone for tuning in to Mixing It. And on behalf of everyone at Sim Radio, this is Nikki Chris. Until next time, keep on mixing it. <laughs>